you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 136. Well, this week, guys, I have part two of my conversation with Amy Pearson, and I titled it, What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up? And what I mean by that is... I want you guys to just, I don't know, listen in with me and Amy, and here we are. We're having a conversation. We both run coaching businesses, and we're both moms with three kids, spending a lot of time driving the people, doing things, feeding the people, doing all the things that you're going to do that, you know, that in your day-to-day life, we're all doing those things, and... Amy and I both kind of entered this entrepreneurial journey. And I guess I just want to encourage more more people that are like us, possibly with unfulfilled dreams. I find that so often it seems like the parents who are like so obsessed with their kids' lives, it's because they think it's too late for them. So like they're going to put all their eggs in the kid basket versus betting on themselves. And what I want to say is, is we did it. You know, I didn't do it till I was in my early 40s. And I, I'm hoping that by being a fly on the wall of us and our conversation and um, just talking about some real things like, uh, like Amy talks about, I said, I asked her, are you a business coach? Because I've thought of her as a person who does some really high-level coaching with lots of different um, entrepreneurs, coaches. And she says that she doesn't really call herself a business coach because she really works with people on, like, where you're stuck. And I think that that's such a common theme with so many people, so many of us. I know I used to feel that way. I wouldn't have necessarily used those words, but... That area of stuckness is just like where you're sort of you sort of feel like you're just like like things are just sort of fine. Like it's an it's living in complacency where you you know, life's not terrible and it's not like it's not wonderful. You know, it's fine. Like it's fine, there's some good moments but whatever. But are you spending more time binging, you know, Netflix than using your brain and thinking about that thing that just gets you all energized and excited. So I want I wanted to put this conversation out there because I think that there are 
so many people that just don't even realize that there's resources out there, that there's um, opportunities out there, that we live in a day and age where you can start a business like on almost anything, anything, you know, if you're, if you're obsessed with underwater basket weaving, next thing you know, you may have a, a thriving underwater basket weaving uh, business. There's just so many resources available. And I don't think that, that moms are necessarily talking about it the way uh, sometimes maybe our kids or our, you know, millennials are talking about it. Like they're just so aware. And so I wanted to bring this conversation here because I personally feel like when you got a happy, healthy minded mama, the family thrives. And I, I don't know, my hunch is, is that there's more of you guys out there than maybe you're even willing to admit to yourself who think it's too late for you. And when you feel like it's too late or when you feel like you have to push your kids to, to accomplish all the things that it's too late for you to do, I think that's where we fall into a lot of, of negative, unhelpful patterns. And it pushes our kids away from us because they feel like they feel that graspy energy from us that we're just like so invested in what their science what they got on their science test or whether they made that blah, blah, blah team or whether they were voted as such and such captain. Now, look, is that to say that when my daughter was hoping that she was going to get voted the whatever captain of the, I'm not very athletic, you know, whatever sports team she was on. Um, and she was, I knew she really wanted it that I wasn't like nervous the night that they were announcing it. Yes. I was nervous because I knew that, she was going to be so happy if she got it. And I knew she was going to be disappointed if she didn't get it. Um, and I think that's normal, right? I think that's normal. Of course, we want we want things to work out for the people that we love. And it's different than, you know, you know those parents that are just so crazy invested in what their kids' accomplishments are, that just something's not passing the smell test. And we may find ourselves in that place. If this might be you, I might be striking a chord. And what I'm inviting you to look at is why? Why are you so invested? Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you have unfulfilled dreams that it feels too vulnerable to even say out loud or admit to yourself? So I'm hoping that this conversation with Amy will open you up to the possibility that it's not too late. You, like, you're 40-something years young or, you know, I mean, seriously. I would say the majority of moms that come to me are late 30s, early 40s, and it's just like, I mean, if you think about, I don't know if you guys know Hay House, uh, publishing company. But Louise Hay, she started Hay House when she was 57, I believe. 57. 57. And she lived to be 91, I think. So she had an amazing third chapter of her life. And it's not, if you're in your early 40s or late 30s, you're hardly on your third chapter of your life. You've got tons and tons of time, but it's never too late. So that's what I'm kind of hoping this conversation, if you're like, how does this, what does this have to do with parenting? I'm like, the family, the family team has to have everybody strong. And if you've got 
the team leaders, the pack leaders, the mom and the dad or the mom and the mom or the dad and the dad, uh, if you have any of the team leaders feeling like it's too late for them to truly live their life, then you're going to have things kind of off kilter and out of whack and out of balance. And I see a lot of negative patterns happen because that dynamic is going on. And so I want, you know, look, the Mastermind Parenting Podcast is all about being a family that can talk about anything and everything. And so if we're going to be that family, if we're going to lead that family, we got to walk our walk and we have to get honest with ourselves and, you know, look in the mirror, look in the mirror. So I think this is a great conversation and uh, enjoy the the conversation this week. And that's really what I've learned is that, you know, I can fail in front of other people. I can tell the truth. I can make mistakes and I can be amazing. I can be shiny and sparkly and I, you know, no one can touch me, you know, with what they say or what they think. And, and it's interesting too. And I'll just say one more thing. Cause I know I'm, I'm, this has been a monologue is that I think a lot of people, these haters that we talk about, I think they, they believe that they have power over you by saying something mean or by shaming you. They, they, they believe that they have power, that they can shut you down. Um, and a lot of us allow people to shut us down that way. Um, and a lot, a lot of us don't even speak up because mm-hmm. we fear that. Mm-hmm. So when you can ha- develop a relationship with yourself, you, you can accept yourself as a whole human being. You are untouchable. You are unstoppable and, and no one can fuck with you. It's true. I mean, and I would agree. I, I define being a whole human as the same. Like you accept that you have the shadow side and the light. It's also back to those assessments. Um, I was, I was texting with a friend yesterday and who kind of, she like um, is inside my free public Facebook group and she's an old friend of mine and she's um, super, super smart. And, um, and so she'll like, when she's, she's a detail person. And so she'll send me like, Hey, I noticed blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, thanks. I didn't notice that. Okay. And, um, and so I said something, yeah, when it comes to building a business, I'm a little bit special ed or something like that. I said, I'm a little bit special ed. And she, and she like, she's like, no, no, you're not. You don't, you, you've accomplished so much. Blah, blah. I'm like, no, I have the assessments to prove it. I, I was like, I, I've done the strengths finders say that I have zero execution strengths. Like, and she's like, She's like, but you put so much out there. You've accomplished a lot. I'm like, I have to support, I have to surround myself with people that have that skill set because I literally do not. I am all big picture, visionary, activator, but, um, but execution strengths, not, you know, that. And when I say that, I'm like, I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, like, yes, I've accomplished so much. And, <laughs> and, and I have to, I know that I have to make sure that people that work with me and they're on my team, they got to take these assessments mm-hmm. and I'm looking for certain, for certain strengths and certain, a certain skill set that I don't have. Yeah. And I don't 
feel like I'm not a perfectionist. I'm like, I don't need to be at all. I don't need to have it all. I want to be surrounded with people that bring other things to the table. Um, Yeah. As another example, I I've had a friend in town um, visiting and um, the other day she was here and I had to take a nap. I was like, I I went and took a nap. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, she had said, Amy, why are you so tired? You know, sort of like, not as a, it wasn't like a criticism and she wasn't like, it, it didn't feel like that. But in my inside, you know, my first reaction was like, oh my gosh, you know, why am I so tired? You know, why, what's wrong with me? Um, but then, you know, I, I, I was, I, I was, um, I was thinking and I was like, you know, I, I'm tired because I get up really early to get stuff done. And, you know, I, it's draining for me to have a lot of people around and be visiting. And, you know, it's just something I just require a nap, you know, during the day. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, my first in, instinct was to, um, but it's, it's just interesting to, uh, to, to, to observe that. But um, it was just, it was a great feeling for me when I did get to that. Oh, you know, that's just too, that's just how it is. You know, that's just, yeah, right. Like, like, just, like I, it's okay. You know, yeah. I, like this is who I am. I, I listen to my body. I need a nap. I recharge. Yeah. I need to refuel in the middle of the day. And, um, and, and I think it's so powerful to own that, those things about yourself and like also about the people in your family and that you love, like my mm-hmm. husband, Years ago, um, he's uh, totally an HSP and um, he did, neither one of us really love hosting and entertaining and mm-hmm. I, just, I don't think we're very good at it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I would put all this pressure because I was just like, oh, if you're, one of your kids has a birthday or whatever, you have all the members of the family over and you've got to feed all the people and entertain in a certain way and do it. And so I would run myself ragged doing yeah. that. And it was exhausting. And then like in the middle of having everyone over, I'd be like, where the F is Scott? And I'd go and I'd find him like in our freaking bedroom laying down. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, I just needed a minute. But look, he's a male. Male privilege is real. He listened to his body. I actually learned some things from him. I used to make him wrong for that. And I used to think that he thought that I was like the little woman busy entertaining, but really he was, he was modeling, listening to your body. And in the middle of all of that and all those people in his face, he was like, I just need 10 minutes. Nobody will notice if I'm gone. I'm just going to go lay down and have a breather. And then I can come back fresh. And I was like, and I used to make him wrong for that. And now I know differently, you know? But I want to say something else that I think kind of segues into how um, I also wanted to introduce you to my audience is that um, I think that there's many, many women, and this used to be me for sure, and probably why I love the work that I do so much to the point that I have an addictive personality. Like I can go into a little bit of workaholism mm-hmm. um, and I can call it self-actualization in a state of flow, but really mm-hmm. it's just work addiction. Okay. Um, so, um, but like, I think I was always like, I wonder what I want to be when I grow up. And, um, and then, you know, a whole series of events. I don't even know exactly how it happened, brought me to here. And I know what I want to be when I grow up because I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I sort of feel grown up, mm-hmm. um, which at almost 50 years old, 
I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. Sometimes I don't feel grown up, but for the most part, I feel grown up. And so I have noticed that I think there's a decent number of people like of mine that are in my personal life that are haters, mm-hmm. neutrals or haters, maybe used to be neutrals, now haters, mm-hmm. because secretly they are trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. And when you haven't realized your thing yet, to see someone else who you used to see exactly on the same playing field as you go and figure out what they want to be when they grow up, um, when you haven't yet, mm-hmm. it can leave you feeling bitter and resentful um, and looking for lots of flaws in them to make yourself feel better. Right. And so I do think that um, there's many of us that are probably in that category or you're in a job and you hate your job, but you see other people who seem to love their jobs and you're like, well, what, what must that be like? Mm-hmm. So I would love for that, for us to kind of segue into how you help women figure out what they want to be when they grow up and then do the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's really just kind of unpacking all that programming, isn't it? It's sort of like um, I said, you know, it, for me, it always starts with um, getting clear about what we're believing. Um, where is Where are the boundaries that we've created in our own mind? You know, what are the fences that we put up? Um, and, you know, a lot of it, it has to do with kind of our own self-identity. It's like the programming is so deep, you know, that we really have to return. Um, I do a lot of, uh, I do with my clients, we do a lot of um, sort of awareness building first. Um, That starts with writing because I have had, um, you know, I've done a lot of work (laughs) using a lot of modalities. Um, But the work that I have done um, writing my own stories uh, in the process of writing this memoir has um, has been just mind altering. I mean, life altering. So now I've started to bring that into my work with my clients, and so it's it's um, some awareness building around. You know, what do you believe about yourself? What what are you um, telling yourself about what you're capable of, or what you're um, what you can choose, what you can have? Um, so a lot of it is that awareness piece. That's one one part. And then you kind of talk about how do you actually get started? How do you take action? Um, you know, that's another piece of it. And I think that, you know, the, the, the most powerful tool that I have in my toolbox is really just forgiveness work. And what I mean about that is kind of back to this idea of being a whole human being. It's like, um, you know, going back and looking at what are some of the mistakes that you've made this. And, you know, my, my memoir is called forgiving Amy. So it's really this process. I've, I, I've, this has been my path. Um, but it's really about going back and revisiting the shame, you know, whether that's a mistake that you made, whether that's parts of your personality, um, things that you believe about yourself that you were told as a child. Um, you know, we, we, we unpackage that. Um, and then we integrate it. We do, we do work to integrate it and we do work to, um, allow ourselves to just be a whole person, um, and accept that. And what I have found is that when you carry shame, and so, you know, we all, we, unless we're doing this kind of work, we're carrying shame. And what happens is it's sort of like you're holding balloons underwater, you know, or beach balls, you know, you're going through your life 
holding all these beach balls underwater. It takes a tremendous amount of energy, right? It, it takes a lot of work to, to, to keep that shame down. And the way that we do it is we, um, we just hide it. We mm-hmm. spot it in other people. You know, we do the blaming. Um, so we try to, to push it away. Um, we criticize, we judge. Um, and then we, we do a lot of self-medicating, or we do other kinds of behaviors to try and avoid thinking about it or witnessing it. Um, and then we just beat, we, we beat ourselves up. There's just no upside to carrying the shame. It just, it takes, it zaps all of our energy. It zaps our creativity. Um, and it causes us to do a lot of things that create more shame, mm-hmm. um, which then create that shame spiral. And so the, the forgiveness and integration work is a way to drop all of that. And what happens is when you do that, it opens up so much energy, so much creativity, so much resilience. And that's how I help. I, I've been called a courage infuser. And I really do think that that's one of my superpowers is to help people feel, quote unquote, more courage um, to really take action. And, you know, it's not just a simple thing. I mean, it is a deep work. But um, once you do the work, then you're able to be resilient, to be brave, to take action, um, and to learn from the, the actions that you take. Well, do you call yourself a business coach? I am a, I mean, I, you know, it's like I do business coaching. I work with coaches and other service providers Um, and I, I, more and more, I work with really writers and people who find that they get stuck in fear, um, frozen sort of, um, you know, whether that's because they're afraid because they're saying they're procrastinating, whether they say they're perfectionist, um, just people who find that they're just, maybe they're, they have a dream, um, or maybe they're wanting to have a dream, um, but they're just not able to move forward and they can't figure out why. Um, and so a lot of them are entrepreneurs. They are coaches just because I'm a coach and I've worked in my own business and I have an, enough experience and know-how um, to help help coaches specifically. Um, but, you know, more and more, I'm also working with other types of um, folks who want to make progress and they're just encountering a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. They're just, I, I mean, I think that like really good coaching mm-hmm. um, like I know so many people sort of in the mainstream world that aren't in the coaching world um, when they're feeling stuck or they're, they don't really know what resources are out there. Maybe they might listen to a podcast. Um, maybe they'll go to a therapist, but maybe they're like, yeah, but nothing's terrible is happening. So I probably don't need a therapist. Like, what should I do? Um, but I'm finding myself being super, you know, like if you start to notice that you're, you are being judgy, you are being critical, you are being a little bit haterish, even if you don't want to admit it, but you're finding yourself looking at people who are doing things that maybe you secretly wish you could do, but you haven't done it. And so you just notice that you're in this kind of negativity spiral. Um, like that's a sign that really good coaching could help you like could help you not even just unpack it like understand it get curious about it and then use it as fuel to propel you into action and doing the thing that you secretly really want to do 
Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of business coaches and obviously, um, and I, sometimes I hesitate to call myself a business coach because um, I really see that it's about taking action as a way to heal. Um, and someone once said, I think it was Stella Orange once said, being an entrepreneur is one of the most lucrative forms of therapy available. Yeah. So, and so the way that I see it is that, sure, it's, I've helped a lot of coaches make money. Um, but I don't see it. That's not the, the, that's not the, what is it? And that's not the end goal that I'm looking at. I mean, I, I love to help coaches and entrepreneurs make money, but what I'm really helping them to do is to learn how to take action and be resilient um, so that you can grow, you know? And so, sure, I'll give you the strategy. I love the strategy. That's one my number one for um, StrengthsFinder, but it's deeper than that. So I still haven't quite found a way to package that. We'll have well, to- I, I mean, personally, I kind of think even for my audience, like the business coaching thing, um, it's, there's an interesting aspect to business coaching because if you're thinking, well, I do, that is sort of me. I sort of want to figure out what I want to be when I grow up, but business coach, that sounds so serious. And isn't that something that like you do if you work for a big corporation and this is a form of coaching that could help you figure out if you want to have a business, if you aren't pursuing things that you want to pursue and it doesn't have to be all buttoned up and talking about, you know, marketing strategies. It, it, it really is what Stella said. It's a, it's an op. I have found, I mean, first parenting was the ultimate self-help journey for me, mm-hmm. um, shining a mirror up to all the issues that I never wanted to face. And mm-hmm. I was figuring out ways to avoid facing. And then Second to that, it's been, you know, creating mastermind parenting because there's been so many things that I wasn't even aware were things I needed to work through Um, from, you know, starting a podcast, making a video, finding my voice, figuring out at 40, you know, two years old that I actually like to write. Mm -hmm. I never am like my brother is the creative one. He's the writer. It never even occurred to me. But all of a sudden when I was like, oh, I think I have to write articles to let people know that I've started a business. And then I started writing articles. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's already been an hour. It feels like it was five minutes. I think this is fun. Like what? And then people were starting to reach out to me saying like kind of what I said to you, um, that they connected with my words and I was really enjoying myself. And so finding all of these pieces of myself and then going through a lot of struggle and a lot of days like yesterday where I went to bed with a crazy, hard, you know, terrible headache because my brain had been thinking way too much. Um, and so all of those things has been such an incredible journey and growing and struggle and all of the things for me, I guess it's that I just want my audience to know if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling, wondering what you want to be when you grow up, like somebody like Amy would be a perfect person for you to reach out to because it's, yes, it could be helping you create a business and it could also be helping you figure out what are all these pieces that of yourself that you're ready to forgive? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, 
like I said, I think that when you're a gifted coach, um, like I went through coach training and I learned a lot of cool tools. However, everyone brings their own specific magic mm-hmm. to each coaching relationship and each coaching session. Mm-hmm. And every time I've ever heard you coach someone, like it's never exactly the same. And I always feel like you're tapping into probably that intuitive part of you that is the part of you that knows when you need a nap, even when you're hanging out with one of your best friends, you know, like mm-hmm. um, you just like feel into exactly the person that you're with. And, um, and I just think you're really gifted. Oh, thank you, Randy. You're welcome. Okay. So how do people get in touch with you? Yes, they can. We're going to have the, the, um, the link for people to take the approval quiz, but what mm-hmm. if somebody's like, I want to be coached by Amy. How do they reach you? Just send me an email. Um, Pearson.amy at gmail.com is the email that I check the most. Um, but I also have an email at Amy at being Amy, the blog.com. It's just a little longer of a URL, but yeah, people can email me. Um, you, you can also go check out my website. It's being Amy, the blog, and you can kind of read some of my stuff um, and definitely take the approval quiz. It's a great um, assessment. It'll give you lots of insight into how this is showing up for you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I could talk to you all day. I love thank getting you. To see likewise. You. I love um, you and I love what you're putting out in the world. And I'm so grateful that we're friends. I'm so grateful that we're friends. Okay, guys, you guys have a great week. Bye now. Hey, thanks for listening this week. For those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while and would like more accountability or are interested in working with me as your coach, learning more about mastermind parenting and seeing what we've got going on inside our private programs, I'd love for you to book a call with my team at mastermindparenting.com forward slash call. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash call so we can hear all about what's going on in your house.